1: Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott. Hey, James. How you doing? I'm
0: good, man. How are you? Doing well. Welcome doing well. To ready, ready to jump into
1: another question Yes. another episode.
0: Real personal finance. Let's go. All um, right.
1: You want me to go to the question?
0: Yeah, let's let's go to the question. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to read it if
1: you'd like. Yeah, let's read it. This is from Sarah. Why don't you read Sarah's question?
0: Yeah. So, Sarah, first of all, thank you for writing in. If any of you have questions, feel free to go submit a question at RealPersonalFinance.co. Sarah writes in: Can you talk about how the main retirement accounts are taxed upon withdrawal? Example: Are withdrawals just subject to federal taxes or FICA taxes as well? And how if withdrawing from retirement accounts affects eligibility, taxes you have to pay on Social Security. Can you talk about how after uh, after tax brokerage accounts are taxed both while investing and when you start to withdraw? And what withdrawals uh, from that look like when you're retired? All right. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. I
1: like it. You know, it. It it seems like a simple question, and it is a simple question. But I think we are all told so much about what accounts we should put money into. We sometimes don't really know what does it look like in the future when we start Total. to pull money out. Yeah, you know, what does the tax implication look like? So that yeah. is what we'll go over today. Absolutely. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start before I think everyone at least has somewhat of an understanding of how. Wages are taxed. So let's start by describing if if I'm earning a wage, if I'm an employee, how is that taxed so we can compare that to what it looks like when you're pulling money out of an investment account.
0: Yeah. so you know, James earns a salary and James's salary is going to be taxed um, federally through the Federal Progressive tax bracket system. So, you know, everyone's gonna pay uh, up to a certain dollar amount, whether you're single or married filing jointly. You're going to pay the 10% bracket. And then as you fill that up, you're going to go to 12 and then to 22 and 24 and so on and so forth. And so you're going to pay into the federal tax system that way. Um, States, if you live in a state that charges taxes, some have a flat tax, um, just a flat percentage across the board. Others have a progressive system. Like in California, we have a progressive system similar to uh, the federal system. So the amount of income that we earn is going to be taxed depending upon what bucket we enter. Mm-hmm. Sound good so far?
1: Sounds good so far.
0: Yeah. And then we have this other these other things called FICA taxes, which are Social Security and Medicare taxes. And those, Social Security, you get taxed on uh, 6.2% up to the first, I think for this year, it's $160,200. Mm-hmm. And then for... Medicare, it's 1.45% on all income. There's no cap. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Right, so three main tax. Most people know about federal and state. People kind of know about this payroll thing, but sometimes it's there's a third tax as well. So you have federal yeah. taxes, you have state taxes, you have Medicare taxes, and anything that you earn as a wage, you're paying taxes at those rates on all of it obviously this depends, maybe you live on a state or live in a state where there's no state taxes. Okay, well, exclude that one. But for all people, these are at least the taxes you're subject to for for certain levels of income. The difference is when you're pulling money out in retirement, whether you're pulling money out of an IRA or a Roth IRA or a brokerage account, or maybe it's not an investment account at all, maybe it's something like social security income or pension income or rental income. All these things are taxed differently. So it starts out as something that's relatively simple. Okay, I have my wages, I'm paying my federal taxes, my state taxes, my payroll taxes. In retirement, the reason this is so important is you get to almost like manufacture your own income. Yeah. Uh, If I want to live on a certain amount of money, it doesn't mean that that entire amount is going to be taxed. I can be smart, I can be strategic and say, how am I going to combine my IRA and Roth IRA and brokerage account and social security to really hope to minimize that as much as I possibly can.
0: Absolutely. And that's where the rules of thumb kind of go out the door. The old, the old rules of thumb were always, you know, use your brokerage accounts first and then use your IRA assets and then use your Roth assets, um, with the idea of deferring taxes as long as possible, um. But what we see is that if you take the time to look at where are you now and how can you take funds now, you can really, over the lifetime of your income, reduce your overall tax bill. Mm -hmm. There might be years in which you pay more than if you just take out a brokerage account, because brokerage accounts have really low income tax, typically speaking, compared to like an IRA account. Um, So, but you might, you can kind of, smooth it out over the lifetime rather than make it really low at the beginning and then much higher later in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's do a breakdown of how are how different investment accounts taxed? Let's just start with the probably the most common one, a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, the most common retirement account. Let's yeah. say I fund that account and I'm now retiring. What's my tax liability like when I start pulling money out of that?
0: Yeah. So, so it really, it's, it's kind of in a sense, it's similar to your wages, except you don't have payroll taxes, right? But you're going to go ahead and pay federal taxes and state taxes, depending on the amount you take out. So it's in a sense, you could think of it as taking a paycheck. There's just no FICA taxes, no social security or Medicare taxes that you have to pay on this.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, FICA taxes as in they're seven point six five percent. If you're an employee, so think of it as whether you earn a wage of a hundred thousand or you take out a hundred thousand from your IRA, you're paying the same taxes with the exception of no seven point six five percent payroll taxes if it's coming from an IRA, like it, it would have if it came from a from a wage. Exactly. Yeah. So pretty straightforward there. You're paying federal taxes, you're paying state taxes. What if I'm not pulling money out of my traditional IRA, but I'm pulling money out of my Roth IRA? Yeah,
0: that's that's a that's a nice one because you don't pay any income taxes yeah. coming out of your Roth IRA. So long as you met the the requirements. You know, you you funded it more than five years ago on the initial funding and you're over age 59 and a half. And you know, so long as you're in that traditional retirement setting. Um, there shouldn't be any taxes out on your Roth distribution.
1: Yeah, and that's what's so nice. Obviously, that's the benefit of a Roth. There's there's no tax benefits to put money into a Roth. It's not actually saving you anything. Where the benefits come is when you pull that money out after it's grown is there's no taxes on the withdrawal or any of the growth that you've had within the Roth. So, so that is nice. So traditional IRA and 401k, you pay federal taxes and state taxes when you pull it out. Roth IRA, you pay zero taxes, no payroll taxes, no federal taxes, no state taxes. What about a brokerage account? That one can be a little bit more confusing. What taxes do I pay on a brokerage account?
0: Yeah, so on a brokerage account, you're going to have dividends and interests more than likely coming into the account if you're invested in stocks and bonds. And those will be um, could get a preferred tax treatment. If it's a uh, qualified dividend, you could pay 15% federally. Um, you would pay ordinary income uh, rates on the state tax if you have one. Uh, if it's interest from a bond, you're going to pay ordinary income tax. So think of it as like wage-style income as well, um, both federal and state. Again, no payroll taxes associated here because you're not, you're not earning income anymore as a wage earner. You're using assets that you already have. Um, those are the main ways that you're going to get taxed in a brokerage account.
1: Yeah, and you're taxed on dividends and interest, like you're saying, and then you're taxed on capital gains when you sell. So uh, people, let's use an example. Let's assume, Scott, you're a much better investor than I am, but we both have a million dollars in a brokerage account. You got there because you put $10,000 into a great stock and it turned into a million. Mm -hmm. I got to my million because I invested 2 million into a horrible stock and it cut in half to a million. Right. So if we both come to a financial advisor, And say, hey, we both have a million bucks in our brokerage account. How does this get taxed? Well, Scott's million bucks is gonna be taxed way differently than mine. I could actually sell it, no tax impact, because anything I sell, there's only losses, there's no taxable gains. So I could theoretically pull that out tax free. Now it's not that good of a benefit because it means I've lost a bunch of money, but that's tax free when I pull it out. Whereas if Scott's now living on his million dollars and he, let's just say he sells the whole thing, the whole million bucks, the whole stock, you're paying taxes on nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars of the growth in that. So you have a much higher tax liability. So any there's no tax deferral really. when you when you receive interest or when you receive a dividend, you're paying taxes on that that year, not even if you reinvest it, even if you keep it in the account as you're earning that, you're paying taxes. And then capital gains, which is when you sell a stock or sell an investment, you're you're not actually paying that tax until you sell but your tax liability is based upon the gain or loss from that investment. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So that one's a little bit trickier because in most cases, you don't just have one stock in a brokerage account. You probably have several stocks or several funds or several different investments. And so one of the things that you need to look at when you're going to sell that is how do I start pulling money out of this to live on while minimizing my overall tax liabilities. You're probably not just saying, okay, if I have 10 funds, I'm gonna sell them all proportionately. You wanna be a little bit more strategic about it by being very, well, strategic, being very specific about what do I wanna sell here to create the income I need to live on.
0: Totally agree, yeah. Um, You know, there's some other types of income that you can, retirement income sources that we commonly see um, Social Security, for instance, does that get taxed?
1: It does, but at a lower rate. So, the at most eighty-five percent of your Social Security benefit will be included in your taxable income. Mm-hmm. So, there's a complicated thing called provisional income that says, based upon what your provisional income is, it determines what percentage of Social Security is included in your taxable income. For the sake of simplicity, just assume. 85%. So if your benefit is 20000 per year, 17000 of that is actually going to be taxed. So it potentially be less, but just, just assume that as a threshold. Um, and then a lot of states, state-specific, but a lot of states won't tax Social Security. So California, for example, we have high, high taxes in California on other income, but 0% taxes on Social Security. So if that's your main income source, it's going to be... The, Fairly low taxes, at least from a state standpoint. Um, No payroll taxes on Social Security. Social Security is funded by payroll taxes, but there's not payroll taxes that you're paying when you are collecting Social Security. Exactly. Yeah. What about a pension? We see pensions less and less, but if Mm -hmm. if someone's retired and they have a pension, how is that taxed?
0: Pensions are normally taxed
1: um, as though it's taxable income federally. And
0: for the state, it, it depends. It's a state-by-state state case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's where taxes get confusing. Federally, things are pretty uniform. Obviously, there's one federal tax code, but there's 50 different state tax codes. So some states tax pensions. Some states don't tax pensions. Some states have different ways of taxing pensions. Um, but for the most part, you're paying federal taxes, state taxes potentially, but you're not paying any payroll taxes on Absolutely. that. And then finally and not this is a all-encompassing fully comprehensive list but just some common things rental income. You know if you have rental income this is not taxed any differently in retirement than it would be in your working years but you're not paying taxes on the amount of rent you collect you're paying taxes on the amount of rent you collect minus any expenses and deductions. So maintenance, property taxes, depreciation whatever's left you're paying taxes at ordinary income rates which is federal and state taxes but not uh not any payroll taxes
0: yeah exactly cool so why does it matter <laughs> where where the income comes from what do you think
1: yeah it matters um kind of like what I was saying at the beginning where when you're in your working gears you don't have a whole lot of control of how your income is treated it's kind of it's taxed if you make 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, a million it's taxed at different rates but according to the same tax code according to the same kind of structure based upon what that income looks like in retirement there's so much more work that can be done to keep your income your taxable income low even if your total cash flow is higher so don't just think it's about okay pull money and it doesn't matter where you pull money from it's just going to be taxed the same Every single thing we just mentioned, whether it's IRA withdrawals, Roth IRA withdrawals, brokerage account withdrawals, social security, pension, rental income, all of them are taxed differently in terms of how that's structured. Now, some of them ultimately flow into the same part of your tax return or ordinary income versus capital gains or whatever, but there's a different way that you have to look at that to understand it. So just because... you know, I'll, I'll work a lot of people who retire. And they'll I'll say, hey, we're going to do a lot of tax planning. And they're going to say, well, I'm not like a business owner. I don't have this, this really fancy, sophisticated setup. I just have my W-2 wages. I don't know if I can do a whole lot of tax planning. So yeah, you're you're exactly right for your working years. But when you retire, there's a huge amount of tax planning you can do because we get to decide how you take your income. And a big part of that decision comes down to what's going to cost you the least amount in taxes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, anything else that you would add to Sarah's question?
0: No, I think that covers it pretty well. It's it's a good uh, good refresher to go back through and look at what are the impacts of taxes on specific types of accounts. Yeah, and realize that that the mixture of where you choose to take funds from will help determine where you land in a tax bracket.
1: Absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you for that question, and we will uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer in a future episode, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co, and there'll be a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for Scott and I to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.